Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. How can you make friends everywhere you go like an ESFP? Coming up in this video, how ESFPs do it and some of the mistakes that most of us make when we are trying to make friends and get into relationships and create uh, a circle of people around us that like us. What's up, Legend? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology, where I help geeks, gamers, and creatives to leverage their personality type to live a life of purpose and meaning. And we can learn a lot from other personality types. See, each character class, each personality type thrives in a certain domain, in a certain context. Just like the warrior is really good at melee combat or tanking or DPS, perhaps, we can learn from that perspective. As a healer myself, as an INFP, that's not my normal domain to run out there and to charge in and thunderclap and get all this attention. But that doesn't mean I can't learn from it. That doesn't mean that we, no matter what your character class is, your personality type is, you can learn things from the clues that other personality types leave behind. So what most people do when they are trying to expand their social network and make new friends is we look for people who will like us. Or we try to find ways of making ourselves likable to those people. So if you go to a club, it's like, oh, how can I stand out so that other people will like me? Or how can I communicate what is important to me so that the other person will know that they like me because I'm this kind of person? And this creates some anxiety. It creates self-doubt in a lot of social situations. And that leads to missed communication, missed connections and just not fulfilling relationships. So what do ESFPs do that most of us don't do? As you can imagine, they use their personality type as a strength within that context. So looking at the ESFP personality type, we have some technical terms. Extroverted sensing is paired with introverted feeling. So I call extroverted sensing as a character class, the engaging adventurer. And this is that adventurous character who is engaged in the moment, in the present sensory context, that is able to be there, present, and fully in tune to their senses. And with that comes the desire to turn experiences up to 11. And introverted feeling is what I call the resonating soul. And this is the part of yourself that helps you make decisions by looking and listening to your conscience and your values, what is right for you? What feels right? What feels good in this situation? Listening to your morals as well. So ESFPs, as the resonating adventurer, a combination of both of those characters, they naturally are present and led by a deep desire to bond one-on-one -on -one with another person. So adopting some of these traits could be like you being present. So focusing on sensory acuity, looking at the person, paying attention to their skin tone, where their eyes are moving, how they're breathing, their stance, their posture, and just 
being aware of the existence of the other person instead of being lost in your head, in downtime, in introverted time. You are there with the other person experiencing that moment, and you can only experience that once. It will never be there again. So as other personality types can take advice from the ESFP, be there with the other person. Listen to them. Admire them. Wonder about them. But really just be present. Pay attention to them. And that is an amazing gift that everybody wants to experience. And I'm not amazing at this, but I know when I'm in a conversation and I have that moment of clarity, I can say, what would my adventurer do in this situation? Either we'd do something really lively, exciting, or we would just share that moment together. And this really helps other people feel seen and heard and appreciated if you are there with them in that moment. And the other aspect that ESFPs really bring to relationships and communication is being honest with themselves. So this is that resonating soul. What resonates with you as a person and adhering to that? And not every ESFP is amazing at that in all domains of their lives, but they are led by their heart, by what feels good and what feels right. And that combination of feeling good and feeling right often creates some amazing relationships with other people, whether it's a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship. They have the ability to be present and be honest and share what is really going on with them without speculating about if they talked about this thing, what could happen from there, or worrying about the cultural norms or the expectations of politeness. It's, I'm going to be me, I'm going to be real, and I'm going to be here with you. And with that openness and that honest connection, relationships are more able to solidify and gain some resilience. I would say it's a rare case that an ESFP doesn't share what is really important to them. So instead of masquerading, instead of putting on this costume and pretending to be somebody else in order to fit in with a certain context or to gain approval, and of course, you can wear things that attract other people, but it comes more naturally for ESFPs because they have their eyes on people, on the present moment, on what's important to them, and how can I enjoy life as it's happening and become a new version of myself in every moment that happens. So a recap of different actions that you can take. One, stay in the moment. Practice mindfulness, enjoy conversations, sensory acuity, pay attention to the other person to the best of your ability. Use it as training ground. I often do this with clients and with my relationships as well. Watch their shoulders for their breathing. Notice their face. Take a snapshot of their face before the conversation and check with it during the conversation. Number two, be self-aware. Understand your feelings, your emotions. Embrace who you are as a person and be willing to present that. Be willing to be that person wherever you go. Three, practice active listening and participation. Sometimes 
we can get lost in our minds and our ideas thinking about what am I going to say next? Where's this conversation going? Where do I want it to go? But if you're really there and you're sharing your feelings and your thoughts as they're coming, that's a really nice thing. And it's a raw, honest version of yourself. And because of that, you're able to express yourself more authentically, share your feelings, stay true to yourself and say it while it's important in the moment. And this doesn't mean to bulldoze over other people's feelings or thoughts or emotions, but allow yourself the permission to say, this is not me. This is not what I'm doing right now. Or this is who I am and this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. Would you like to join me? And the last one is a combination of all those, but it's to embrace vulnerability. If you are present, if you're open, if you're sincere, if you're sharing the moment with the other person, there is a sense of vulnerability with that. But as the ESFPs are vanguards in life, willing to explore and adventure off into unknown, uncharted territory, you start to learn that you can deal with whatever comes your way because you're able to to bounce and move and shift and adapt your actions while you're staying true to yourself. And if you are an ESFP and you struggle with acting in accordance to what is important to you and remembering, reminding yourself of your soul, of your introverted feeling, then I suggest you take some time to develop it. Spend time assessing your values. What is really important to you? Write it down. Get a tattoo of it or something so that you can always check in with that mini Maui version of yourself and just be like, oh yeah, that is, that's something that's really important to me. Am I upholding that in this situation? Yes, no, go from there. And if you want some more help with all of the cognitive functions and learning about all eight of these characters, go to poha.geekpsychology.com, enroll in the Path of Heroes Academy, and you can learn about all these different characters. You can create some characters that you can use as references, as mentorly advice. So what would my adventurer do in this situation? What would my soul do? What would the commander do? What would the mystic think or advise me to do in this situation? And by having that mental framework, you're able to be more resourceful when you're solving life's problems. So whatever your personality type is, let me know down below in the comments how you approach creating long-lasting, important, solid friendships and relationships with people. Good luck, have fun. Peace. Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one -on -one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.